The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Dan Boyd is a Green Party councillor for Cork City South Central. He is also a former TD and he wants to bring the Depave movement to the city. We're going to speak to Dan in just a moment. But first, Catherine Rose is with me. She's a communications and engagement coordinator for Depave in Portland, Oregon. Catherine, you're welcome to the hard shoulder. Lots of people listening, scratching their heads, wondering, what am I talking about? What is the Depave movement? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, Depaving is exactly what it sounds like. It's removing pavement for the creation of green space. So it's essentially undoing a history of undesirable urban design um, for the purpose of creating a more livable landscape, uh, both for people and plants um, and water systems and all of the things that impermeable hardscaping like pavement doesn't allow for. So it's a movement that we started in 2008 here in Portland, Oregon, and it's been spreading across the U.S. and across the globe. Um, So we've been training groups in different states and now there's a Depave Canada. We trained a group in France last year, and we're excited to hear that the movement is spreading to Ireland too. So, how do you approach a, a given area? Uh, you know, in terms of of what you look at, the vista in front of you, and what criteria you apply as to how you depave. Yeah, I mean, we look at a lot of different factors. Stormwater is a main issue for us. Is how um, different sites are being affected by rain. Um, so we want to help with drainage, especially for um, different under-resourced communities that might uh, not have access to um, other types of resources to help with their water management. So some we did a big bioswale rain garden space next to an Ethiopian church here in Portland to help with major flooding that was happening in the basement there. Um, we look at heat. Um, some school sites are really hot because um, there's so much pavement at schools here in the U.S., so we will depave areas next to school buildings to help reduce heat in the classrooms. Um, but overall, what we're really looking for in a school, in a site in general, is what community we're serving and having our resources make the most impact. So we're working with historically disenfranchised groups okay. that have um, yeah, re- been in- impacted by legacies of um, systemic racism and um, other issues in urban design. So that that kind of impact on floodwaters is something that we would have felt in this country. And, you know, we've had urban flooding over the last few years. And what what, what has been suggested in some cases is that it's been more acute because kind of back gardens to a large degree have been kind of paved over with just patios and stones or whatever it happens to be or artificial grass. And you don't have the kind of the natural soakage and it just pushes that rainwater kind of further down the street to the low point and you get more acute flooding. Um, Beyond that, and if we're just talking about kind of the pavement, as you describe it, or the footpath, as we call it in this part of the world, um, I mean, is it your contention that they they are in a lot of cases kind of broad enough and spacious enough to accommodate kind of pedestrians and wheelchair users and still in certain situations kind of dig up a part of it and put trees and plants and flowers into it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there's more creative solutions than pavement for our roadways and our pedestrian areas. Um, You know, there's permeable pavers that can still be wheelchair accessible. Um, In general, in the States, we just deal with really wide roads. So roads in general could just have more green space incorporated into them. 
Um, but there's definitely enough space to be rethinking our um, built landscapes to incorporate plants and um, reduce pavement. Um, so I think there's a lot of different issues yet. Okay. Well, private uh, landowners and also roadways and yeah. I, I, I mentioned Dan Boyle, the Green Party councillor for Cork City South Central, who's with us now. Um, Dan, I'm surprised to hear you're looking at this for Cork. Do you not have robotic trees to populate the streets down there? Uh, well, there, there are uh, yeah five such uh, two two units and, and five trees. It's a different issue altogether. But <laughs> the the, the um, the, the city centre is, is quite denuded uh, of green space in Cork. Uh, the, the, the city centre island between the two branches of the river, uh, outside of Bishop Lucy Park, which ironically enough is going to be closed for a year while it's being redeveloped, um, I, the amount of green space on the city centre island would probably be no more than the type of garden space you'd find in two or three residential houses. Uh, and uh, we really need to... Uh, open up the space again. Uh, we're not talking about replacing pavements and footpaths. We're talking about uh, o- opening up space that has been covered in the past. And in the 1980s, there was a trend towards ca- uh, concreting and tarmacking a lot of spaces because congregation areas were thought undesirable and, and the like. The thinking was very perverse uh, and it sent us in the wrong direction. Uh, and a lot of what we did in the past uh, is we did have that green space. Uh, the Grand Parade, for instance, which is next to... Uh, Bishop Lucy Park, in the 19th century, that was a series of latticed green squares. Uh, And and you you can introduce Mm. uh, green areas uh, back into an urban environment. Uh, And in fact, you need to, for the reasons that you've just been discussing with the the, the important representative there. But you you also need to give life to a city that concrete does the opposite of uh, it dehumanizes cities and we we have to if if we want to have life in our city centers we have to bring life and growth back to it and you've got to maintain it dan i, I one assumes that that's part of the reason we've got so much kind of concrete in the first place is just there was a a point in the past wherein planners just saw this and kind of city managers just saw this as more manageable and easier to maintain that was part of the logic, uh, uh, but uh, again, uh, we can also see green spaces, planting trees and, and, and other uses of green space uh, as a tool for the other problems we're experiencing with urban life. Cork is an island city centre, as I say. We experience huge uh, uh, problems with flooding, and the flooding is, is not so much uh, from the, the tidal uh, heights of the river itself. It's very often through our stormwater drains. So if we had an appropriate urban planting program that acted as soakage, mm-hmm. as, as well as a, a life-enriching uh, experience for all the citizens, it, it would have many multiple effects. So is there a particular part of the city, Dan, you would like to begin this experiment in? A pilot project, as it were? Well, I, I, I think the likely development of Grand Parade offers opportunities. Even if we were to do it in small 10-metre square sections, I think that would be a start and it would show the direction we needed going. Yeah, the Grand Parade, sorry, just to cut across it. I mean, from, from um, uh, was it, is it the old Savoy? Certainly it was Freak Scene is where we used to go to the nightclub on a Wednesday night when I was in UCC, <laughs> all the way across to Brown Thomas. I, I, that must be kind of 70 or 80 metres wide. Well, the, the Wintrust Street, Patrick Street, uh, that, that offers an opportunity for small sections to be developed. Uh, yeah, I would argue that. Um, th- there is one site I've argued for, which is just off the city centre island near Grand Parade on Sullivan's Quay, had been the former government buildings demolished uh, and is now a totally open space. 
the the owners of the sites don't seem in any hurry to build anything there. It would be an ideal uh, open space public site uh, that. Uh, the city centre is very much lacking. Uh, yeah, and that's I, the I, I, and that, we should be looking at. Yeah, because that, that kind of brings us into another area, Dan, but it, uh, kind of equally important, if not more so, which is we, we want our city centres, there's always talk of it in the abstract about making them kind of livable places. Not very enticing for young people, particularly with kids, to live in a city centre if there's no green space. Well, that, that's the whole point, and, and the, the whole focus of our re- recent city development plan is to increase the population of the city centre, which has been increasing over the last number of years, and we have a challenge to become the urban centre outside of Dublin that grows quickest and most uh, over the next 30 years. So if we want a vibrant city centre, uh, to have the people there, the people have to have amenities uh, that, that makes life worth living. So these, these are part of the challenges, but they're also part of the responsibilities we have to have a, a more living city. Dan Boyle, Green Party Councillor for Cork City South Central. Catherine Rose, Communications and Engagement Coordinator for Deephave in Portland, Oregon. Thank you both uh, very much for that. Cork City, says one listener, is denuded of customers. Bishop Lucy Park was lovely, but they cut down trees and they're replacing lovely green areas with hard landscaping. Whoever bought those electric trees should be held accountable uh, to. And Niall and Donegal says rip up pavements. So we spent millions in recent years on enhancing sustainable travel options, including pavements and laying footpaths, often at the expense of cars and private property. And now the eco-warriors want us to rip them up. I give up says Niall in Donegal, not a fan of the suggestion. I have to say, I like the idea of it, I think. And look, it's not suitable everywhere. Niall is right. I mean, you have to allow for active travel. You have to allow for people in wheelchairs to be able to access city centres. But there are large swathes of our towns and cities that are just concrete. Footpaths 10, 15, 20 metres wide because of a particular bend in the road. Dig some of it up. Put some trees into it. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.